Well, hi everybody, Steve Tartar here, another edition of Tartar Sauce, and we uh, dragged Bill Knight back here into the studio. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't seem like you were here that long ago, but uh, hey, you're always doing something, you're always involved with something. Uh, tell us what the, this project is. This is a film that you're uh, aware of, you, you, I think you know a lot about it. Uh, it's going to be on Channel 47, uh, WPBS, yeah, eventually. eventually. And I think it's supposed to be later this month or early February, and then it'll repeat depending on the you know, moods of the network. Right. <laughs> it's a documentary. We can still use that term. Sure. Uh, Rainbow Coalition. Tell us about the Rainbow Coalition, because I think some people may think, uh, Isn't I think that I Jesse Jackson? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, what uh, is that? Actually, he... he Seized the uh, title when he had he had Operation Push, right? And then he combined it with uh, Rainbow Push. Oh, uh, but actually, it stems from the late '60s in Chicago, and the documentary is called "The First Rainbow Coalition," when uh, led by the Black Panthers that were very active in Chicago, they began to align themselves with uh, a former street gang, hmm. uh, the Young Lords, that became more of a community organization. Hispanic, mostly Puerto Rican, and the Young Patriots, which were mostly uh, people who had moved to Chicago for jobs from like Appalachia or the Deep South, hmm. and uh, they were called the Young Patriots, as I said, and they used Was it a gang? No, they were mostly a community organization. Okay. Uh, very kind of political, but they uh, had a Confederate flag as their emblem. Wow. And so what a coalition. Yeah. Yeah. And it makes for some interesting visuals. Yeah. And the documentary talks about eventually, uh, well, first, Black Panther said, you know, this will work out great, but you have to renounce racism. And they said, oh, of course, this is our heritage, which is kind of interesting. But eventually, the young patriots said, you know, let's, let's do away with the Confederate flag. So, you know, it was 50-some years ago. foisted upon them. They did that themselves. Yeah, right, yeah. Hmm. And the, the leader talks about it. So it's interesting. We're going to show this at ICC's uh, Arbor Hall on Thursday, January 16th, 7 o'clock. And I think it's an opportunity, uh, you know, that, it's not just that's history. That's the North Pure yeah, on University. ICC, yeah, University just so Street. people know. Yeah. Uh, so it's part history, but it's part relevance to today mm -hmm. and uh, there are a lot of local angles oddly enough uh, Mark Clark uh, is mentioned he was the Peoria Black Panther activist who was uh, killed with Fred Hampton in Chicago and that was tied directly to uh, police and FBI and really the Mayor Daley power structure hmm. on wow. reacting to that was in 69 yeah right? yeah to, uh, reacting to this increasingly influential coalition, hmm. so. and they and they just and I know they, they in I've sort of vague memory of it, but in reading since then, uh, the feeling was that these guys were, and I'm sure the film will spell it out much better. But uh, they're basically sleeping in a, in a Chicago apartment, and yeah. the police burst in. Yeah, and uh, an infiltrator came out later with a, a lawsuit. Uh, told the police which bedroom uh, to target. And initially, and the film goes into this a little bit, uh, probably the last 10 or 15 minutes, uh, the police initially, uh, organized by Edward Hanrahan, uh, kind of a notorious daily machine person, mm -hmm. said, oh, it was a gunfight. 
It was a you know a fuselage yeah. of yeah. Uh, bullets so flying. Met with fire. And in fact, the Tribune of the Daily News mainstream reporters went down there, and there was one bullet apparently fired from the apartment, and hundreds in the apartment. It was, you know, it was an assassination mm -hmm. more than uh, more than a gun battle. Right. And you know, looking back, a lot of the impressions people now have of the Black Panther Party is uh, they're violent, revolutionary. Well, kind of, but they were also very attuned to neighborhood issues. Mm -hmm. And this Rainbow Coalition expanded their breakfast program. They started free clinics. Uh, housing issues were really big. And there's a lot of moving uh, interviews, both current and archival, that demonstrate that, you know, let's set aside these racial differences because we have so much in common that we're dealing with and we're trying to trying to cope with on a daily basis. Is this in your mind, because you and I went through this period uh, <clears throat> ourselves in, in probably different places, but is this a, an example of uh, the 60s? I mean, I know that's a, a horrible generalization, but you know, there was an attitude, and it's hard to explain now, just as it is, I think when the Vietnam War documentary came out, um, it was, you know, and they, and they focused on the division in the country, not mm -hmm. just the the military aspect of it, mm -hmm. and it's it's difficult to rem to convey to somebody. There was a different attitude about things. I mean, you know, it was. I know there was a split, a, a generational split, but does the film kind of pick up on that? As far as you know, you mentioned the Black Panthers, and people were, and I think I say people, some people were afraid just on the basis of you know you've got black guys carrying guns, you know, sure. you know, yeah. openly. Yeah, uh, this, that, 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 you know, I, you know, what, what's your thought? Yeah, what was the, the, the uh, anecdote about uh, in California, open carry was legal. And at a certain point, the legislature in California, Ronald Reagan was governor then, was having a, a state house debate about controlling guns and Black Panthers, a contingent of them, showed up at the Capitol armed, didn't threaten anybody, but they were carrying, carrying, carrying arms. open and you know it kind of backfired from that point of view because the legislature was convinced oh yes let's control this we yeah. don't want to have uh, you know activists or, or uh, radicals uh, armed on the streets and the Black Panthers emerged out of Oakland California uh, it was originally called the Black Panther Party for self-defense because there was a lot of problems in the Bay Area mm -hmm. with police brutality mm -hmm. and you know keep in mind not to belabor the history but in the 60s, the federal government was Democratic, Kennedy and Johnson, until 68. Mm -hmm. So this isn't really a partisan issue. Right. Democrats were there, but Chicago, and the documentary uses a clip from Martin Luther King, was the most segregated city in the United States. And he, he says, this is nothing compared to, I mean, Montgomery, Alabama is nothing compared to the problems in Chicago. Wow. So these groups said, let's put aside the racial differences because there are a lot of problems we have, you know, we have our identities, that's fine. But look at the, you know, things that, there's a mutual interest here that we could work together. And that, and you, you mentioned it at the, at the beginning, the fact that, yeah, this is one part history, focusing on the first Rainbow Coalition, which is the film coming out that Bill's mentioned is going to play at ICC on 16th? Yeah, uh, Thursday the 16th. Thursday at 7? 7 o'clock, mm-hmm. Aside from that, it's also kind of a, you know, here we are in 2020, 
um, all all over the map. I mean, you know, I know the Democrats are trying to find a candidate, and you know, you got Trump in the White House, and and all this this, this disturbance. You know, there might be a time for coalition again. I mean, it seems like not not to say focused against one party or another, but just to get, as you say, mutual interests served. Yeah. In fact, after the uh, screening, uh, we have a panel discussion, which is kind of another uh, way that we want to continue the conversation. Mm -hmm. uh, one of my oldest friends, uh, Michael James, who was involved with a Chicago group called Rising Up Angry, and <laughs> unlike the Appalachian transplants, they were mostly whites, poor whites, but they called themselves greasers. So they would have these kind of leftist diatribes in their newspapers, but features on hot rods as well. Mm. He's going to be one of the panelists. He's coming down from Chicago. We have uh, Sonny Garcia, who's from uh, People's, Illinois People's Action. Um, Susan O'Neill, who's with the National Organization of Women and uh, Indivisible. And uh, Chris Wade from the NAACP. And they're going to talk about, you know, diversity is good, but unity is good. And there's some mm -hmm. solidarity issues. And there's problems, you know, you don't want to completely sacrifice your main issue in order to sublimate yourself for the convenience of another party. Well, but there's some common ground. And, and you know, Peoria, Peoria is not probably unlike many other cities. Sometimes you can spend too much time fighting, uh, you know, over, over you. Know, you want your deal and not their deal, but there's no deal unless some people some, sometimes get together. It seems like compromise has become a dirty word. Yeah. I mean, across the board. In fact, uh, I think it was before you started at the paper, but when I was with the Newspaper Guild Union in the 80s, I think it was, we reached out to uh, a union, Communication Workers, which the Newspaper Guild eventually absorbed into. They had a program called Jobs with Justice. And the whole theme was uh, coalition within labor. Hmm. And there was a lot of kickback, like, some unions say, well, uh, we don't want to do that. Building Trades doesn't want to do UAW help. Mm -hmm. But the theme was, I'll be there. You know, if you're involved with Jobs with Justice and somebody, uh, carpenters have a, a dispute, then uh, teachers should show up as well. Hmm. It's not just we're in these little silos. Right. And I think that's the situation the country's in now. We're in these little convenient, comfortable silos, and we don't want to break out, whether it's you know, I watch Fox News and nothing else. Or I go to Facebook and I see what I want to see and nothing else. Yeah. You know, coalitions have to break through that barrier. And the first Rainbow Coalition showed a dramatic success in doing that. Identities are fine, but those should be set aside when there are other issues. You, you know, and I'm thinking of that because that's interesting. We talk about the Rainbow Coalition bringing Hispanic, black, or white, and, and probably others, uh, I, know, I don't know if women fit in there as a group or they mm -hmm. were just part of those others. Yeah, the American Indian Movement was involved. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. It just seems like if you were to propose that now or, or something like it with similar groups or other groups, uh, the feeling would be, oh, no, the, 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 that won't work. You know, because we're also defined, you know, we have our own defined way of doing something. And yeah, I can't be over here worrying about your problems. You, you know, I've got my own. You know, yeah, and I think protect your agenda. Kind yeah, of. yeah. And and I think that was, again, I'm going back to, a, a sort of a, I'm hopeful I'm not being you know Date sometimes yourself. well well I'm, <laughs> I'm dating myself I know that but but you, sometimes you glorify, uh, the the passion of the time without seeing some of the dark side, but I think the one the one thing that and I'll say the 60s but I realize it flowed into the 70s. There was, there was an openness to trying something, whether it was drugs, which, of course, could be a problem, mm -hmm. or 
you know, the idea of, of putting the material stuff aside, you know, there, there was there, were, there was just a general flow of, exp I mean, look at the music. Experimentation. Experimentation. I mean, yeah. you can pick out, you pick out almost any area, and I just don't know why that stopped. You know, I mean, somebody would say, well, there's a natural reaction to it, and, you mm -hmm. know, Reagan came along after that, and we had the 80s, and mm -hmm. disco came along after, you know, the Beatles. But, I mean, so I, I suppose there's all kinds of things here, but... Um, I would be interested in, in how that goes in the in the uh, discussion group, mm -hmm. but where they bring it to to all right. Here we are in 2020. We've just seen this documentary. Could that happen here? Could that mm -hmm. happen anywhere? Chicago, wherever? I mean, mm -hmm. because it just seems like the power group. And, and again, we're getting political here, but the power <laughs> group that's in power now has has obviously benefited from divide and conquer. Oh yeah, and they're really good at it. Yeah, really. Good. <laughs> and those Russians are good at it too, from what we hear. Yeah. You know, I saw a recent uh, chart that showed the uh, economic uh, gains of U.S. society since World War II. And <clears throat> despite the racism and segregation in the 50s and 60s, uh, economically, most of the, what do they call it, quintiles, the 20% segments of the country, benefited about the same rate until about 1979 or 80. Hmm. Maybe a coincidence, but that's when the Reagan era began. And since then... It's like the top one-fifth has escalated dramatically, right. so inequality, economic inequality, has, has uh, really become the standard now. And it's difficult to look at that. Almost say, accepted. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. A, it's, a, it's a baffling thing because... Uh, and, and yeah, it's like, oh, well. You know, yeah, that's the way it is. No, it, it wasn't the way it was. I mean, you'd always have this conflict, but, well, I mean, one could... And we're throwing things out here, and, and obviously there'll be... Those that want to say, well, hey, let's look at this. So understand that we're just sharing ideas. But um, farmers, and you know, this is a huge agricultural area here in Illinois, but farmers seem to be uh, more than happy, or apparently they voted for Trump. Mm -hmm. And yet one of the first things he did with this tariff thing was, was yeah. really hit him hard where it really hurt. Now, we'll see how that is resolved, but... Yeah, there seems to be an acceptance that yeah, it's not in my own interest, but I'm willing to maybe they, the pass. They, they, yeah. they like they like something else they see there, and I'm I'm speaking for people that I haven't talked to, so uh, we'll have to have somebody come on and, and give me hell. But uh, <laughs> you know that's all right. But uh, what do you think? I mean, is, is there going to be uh, what do you see as a benefit for this program for the documentary? Yeah, for the documentary. It's to, to I think just to start enlighten? the conversation. Yeah, yeah. To start the conversation. Uh, in fact. Uh, they're not going to be on the panel, but uh, one person who's interviewed in the film is Jack Ryan, the former FBI agent yeah. from Peoria, who right. uh, quit shortly before his scheduled retirement because he objected to the FBI focusing too much on nonviolent activist groups rather than organized crime or bank robbers or whatever. And he's going to be at the uh, screening. So... I'm sure he'll have comments as well as uh, clarifying maybe yeah. what's in the documentary. And uh, members of the Mark Clark family uh, got in touch and said they're going to be there too. Uh, they recently nice had a commemoration. Right. That. And, and that's the thing. History isn't just not only something in the book or a Ken Burns documentary, but mm -hmm. it's something that you can make connections with now and with your local community. I mean, it's amazing how much overlaps and it's not just Peoria you could probably do this at you know South Bend sure. Indiana or, right. or wherever so 
there was one quote from a, a guy that's in the feature, a former Black Panther named Aaron Dixon, who said, it just felt natural that you would struggle with other people who've been marginalized and who have been held down, who've been oppressed. So it's that step that you begin to say, is this possible where you might realize that eh, this isn't that outrageous? Mm -hmm. you know, it might be natural to find some common ground. And, and it, it strikes me that if that becomes an attitude again or an openness, uh, that isn't just a, an, an issue for, uh, I, I, don't wanna, I don't wanna minimize it because racial equality is a huge issue and, and, and it's certainly important here because this also is a, you know, you mentioned Chicago being divided, so too is Peoria. Sure. I mean, and you know, we've got all these uh, statistics or whatever uh, that attest to that. But the point is, you know, that could, that could just help in a lot of different ways. Uh, people just understanding, hey, I'm, I'm not, a, you and I may not agree, but I'm not opposed to you as, as ways when you go on Facebook or something and there's this like wall that yeah. exists between people. Yeah. We can't unfriend the community. You know, <laughs> we, we live in a society. Yeah. yeah. So, it, uh, it, it's become too, too much, uh, I think. I don't, not to put it all on, on the internet or anything like that because I think there's many factors. And I, I got to say that this coalition was, <clears throat> I mentioned earlier, they had a free breakfast program in clinics and, and uh, they started the People's Law Clinic, which was uh, attorneys that were advocating for some of the issues. Uh, there were faith uh, groups, churches that were involved with this, the Students for Democratic Society got involved later. Uh, what was their offshoot called? Join, uh, Jobs or Income Now. And, but it was not, they were not picking up arms and attacking people. These were occasionally direct actions. There was a, a young lords took over a police meeting where they were talking about police issues and they just took over the meeting. Uh, <laughs> at a district, which kind of attracted the Black Panthers, like, hmm. who are these people? Yeah. And that was one of the uh, entry points. Uh, but it was nonviolent for the most part. Mm -hmm. uh, in fact, you mentioned in passing the, the weathermen in the 1969 Days of Rage. Mm -hmm. First Rainbow Coalition totally withdrew from that and said, no, mm -hmm. that's going to be divisive and it's not productive. Uh, so this, they were nonviolent, direct action. You know, they were getting people's faces, but they weren't. Right. They weren't attacking, they weren't, uh, you know, the cliched armed revolutionaries. Which, uh, you know, I think sends, that's a good recognition, I think, by the organizers, because that's, that's probably what made it effective for, for the short time that it was, mm -hmm. uh, or showed that it can happen, but, you know, how do you keep something like that afloat is probably another issue. Uh, maybe the film brings that out, that, you know. Well, the, and the, it, the it talks about after... Uh, the uh, killing of Fred Hampton and Mark Clark, uh, the coalition didn't immediately disband, but several of the uh, prominent activists, literally there were rewards out for their arrest, so they had to kind of Disperse. disappear mm -hmm. or leave Chicago or at least uh, leave their apartments. <laughs> uh, yeah. And it contributed to the eventual demise, but it changed because after the existence of the first Rainbow Coalition, they realized the organizing power of that community group. So uh, <coughs> they talk about, uh, they took the lessons of that short period, four or five years, and registered tens of thousands of people to vote. Hmm. Were instrumental in Harold Washington's election as Chicago mayor, uh, Cook County clerk David Orr, and eventually uh, 
former uh, Congressman Luis Gutierrez and uh, Chuy Garcia, who's a current congressman. Mm -hmm. And arguably, you can make the connection to the, I think there are five uh, Democratic Socialists now on the Chicago City Council. You know, when Harold Washington was, was mayor, there were so many elements of the Mayor Daley machine that even African Americans on the city council wouldn't buck the daily machine. Yeah. So what do they call it? The council wars. Yeah. You know, with, it's so with entrenched. Washington. I mean, yeah. yeah, it's that's the reality. Well, and the, you know, I got to say the, the the director too. Uh, what's his first name? Ray Sanistban was a longtime documentary filmmaker uh, for decades. He's not like Ken Burns, although he uses a lot of archival footage and intersperses that with current uh, uh, current interviews, including. Jack Ryan and, and uh, some of the Black Panthers that were involved, but it's very poignant in several places. People who think, you know, that really was a special moment in time. And uh, there's an effective use of both songs from that period and mm. kind of more Ken Burnsish uh, instrumental touches I don't know if that's as well. That phrase, Ken Burnsish. <laughs> The journalist here. Well, Bill, let's, let's, we're, at, we're almost at, well, we are out of time. Give us a, a rundown again. It's, it's um, 7 o'clock on Thursday, January 16th. At the Peoria at, ICC. On university. Yep. And uh, it's a little, about an hour long, and then after that we'll have about a half-hour discussion with these panelists from uh, Chicago and Central Illinois. And some interesting people will be there. I mean, people from this area and also uh, from, from outside the area, but yep. uh, experts. Well, very good. Well, and then this, this might be uh, shown later on public television. Sure, on Channel yeah. 47. And, and it, it reminds me when you and I used to do Apollo Theater, you think, okay, we have uh, To Kill a Mockingbird, we'll sell out. We'll have another film. We'll have three <laughs> people show up. You remember that, yeah. <laughs> I, I, uh, I remember that all too well. I, I always remember, too, and, and then we'll close on this. Um, when I overstepped, and which was right away, 05, I found some stuff. So that's been 15 years now. That We did a robot film festival. And we had, and I thought, you know, grandiose planning. Well, we had, uh, you introduced one. I can't remember. Would you remember your film you introduced? Was it Metropolis? Uh, it might, might have Maybe, been. Yeah. yeah we, we're testing our memories here. But anyway, I, there was one, I, I, and I can't remember the film, but we thought we had somebody from Methodist, now Unity Point, talk about robotic surgery. And he was going to lead off, do 15 minutes, and then we'll run the film. Only problem was we had one person in the audience. Yeah. So I went over and introduced the speaker to the, to the audience, and then we, went, we actually went ahead and did it. But anyway, well, let's hope uh, we have better attendance uh, for your show at ICC. And uh, thanks again. Sure. Okay. And yeah, Bill Knight, glad to be here. Uh, we'll, we'll have you back and, and talk about all kinds of things because you're involved with so many different deals. We, we need to hear about them. <laughs> yeah, that's all for uh, Tartar Sauce. We'll see you next time. PeoriaLife.com. Yeah, I remember that.